Welcome to Teach Out Loud Podcast, where we highlight all the amazing educators in our state and beyond that are making a difference every day for kids. Teach Out Loud is about bringing your passion and your best self to what you are doing every day. It's trying new things, sharing ideas, and being the best version of you. It's living life to the fullest, growing, and not being afraid to take those risks. Come on this journey with us and Teach Out Loud. I'm Travis Lape. And I'm Lisa Norris. And together we are on a journey to share and highlight amazing things happening in schools today. Welcome to another episode of Teach Out Loud. Lisa, I am so excited for our guest today. It's one of our very own Tigers in Harrisburg. You've probably known her longer than I have because you've been in Harrisburg longer than me. But yeah. Lisa, will you introduce our guest for, for our listeners today? I will. Today we have Tamara Jo Huffman. She's a 20-year veteran American history teacher from the Harrisburg School District. She earned her Master's of Arts in American History Curriculum and Instruction from Dakota Wesleyan University and her undergraduate degree from SDSU. In her career, she has taught both high school and middle school social studies. And while in this position, she has received several teaching fellowships, grants, and teaching honors which included our 2019-20 Teacher of the Year from Harrisburg, which I was so happy for her. Uh, Ms. Huffman has served on a variety of school improvement committees. She's a team leader and a cooperating teacher for future educators. She has spent every other summer taking students on history trips to the East Coast. Many locations include Washington, D.C., Boston, New York City, and Philadelphia. She is an, also an actress, which I did not know, in her spare time and enjoys performing on local stages in her community and throughout the state of South Dakota. She lives in Sioux Falls with her daughter, Isabel. And I'm so excited to talk to you about the whole theater thing. I did not know this about you, yeah. but that is why I'm sure you're one of the most engaging teachers if you have that theater background. So welcome, Tamara. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So let's jump in for our listeners and just share a little bit of why did you get into education? What, what sparked that passion for you to, to jump into this career? Well, sure. Um, originally, it was not my goal. Originally, I wanted to be a school counselor. And ah. so, yes. And so I started my graduate um, program doing school counseling. And my advisor basically said, you know what, there might be some school districts, the smaller school districts that won't even look at you, won't even consider you unless you have a teaching degree. And I went, oh, okay. So then I started um, going through the, you know, the school preparation plan and getting my credentials and everything. And so I did my student teaching. And what I did not anticipate is I fell in love with it. Aww. I know, I was not expecting that at all. So I did um, seven weeks at a high school and I did seven weeks at a middle school. And my goal was, I really kind of wanted to teach high school. But after I did my placement at the middle school, I knew those were my people. <laughs> well, and that's so cool because I always say God has a special place for middle school and kindergarten, <laughs> and kindergarten teachers yes. because those are probably two of the most diverse or difficult, you know, ages to deal. What do you think connected you to the middle schoolers? Um, for the most part, they still love school. They still yeah. love school and I can be goofy and weird and fun and they still think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's, there's been so many of our guests who have gone into one career and then they switched over to teaching, which I think that's amazing and fun because then you know it's your true passion, your yeah. true calling. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to your theater. I did not know you were a theater person, which I love, but I, I have heard from many teachers in the high school 
and um, other parents around that when they ask students who their favorite teachers or who they remember, majority are like Miss Hoffman and I'm like, why? And that you're so engaging and you made school fun and they love history and you make history come to life. And so tell us and our listeners, what is it that you're doing in your classroom? Because that to me is a huge honor when students say, this was my favorite teacher and this is why. Share, share that with us. Sure. Well, I have a degree in theater. And so I, I've, that obviously helps in the classroom. I like to incorporate, you know, readers theater, get them, you know, up off their seats and moving around. And again, middle school is all about that. <laughs> and they love acting and putting on costumes. And so I find a lot of cool readers theater scripts that go along with the content that I'm teaching. I do tons of simulations. Um, okay. Unfortunately, Yes, unfortunately, I had a really fun one planned for fourth quarter, and now I'm unable to do that. But I'm oh, still tell us, tell us what it was going to be. What were you yes. going to do? Yes, um, we were all going to. In um, they were, we were learning about the Civil War fourth quarter. Okay. And so they were going to take on either a Union soldier or a Confederate soldier, and they were going to learn about the Civil War from their their person's point of view. Cool. And I, yes, and I think that's a really good idea just to kind of learn things from diff different perspectives, different people's perspectives. And I always incorporate, you know, primary sources and everything into my classroom too, and just kind of tie it in all, in, you know, into together. Sure. But I incorporate music and we sing and we listen to different, you know, pieces of music from history. I just, I just, I'm just not one of those teachers that just likes to stay in front of the classroom and just lecture. It's just, that's just not my thing. I picture, I picture Charlie Brown, wah, 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 <laughs> yes. right? That's yes. not who you are. <laughs> my philosophy is, is if I'm not having fun, then I know the students aren't having fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. See, now you just gave a lesson to everybody to use next spring mm -hmm. when we're all back in our quote unquote normal and they can all use that great idea in their classroom. So what what plays have you done, Tamara? I'm just curious. Like, what do you what do you have done in Sioux Falls or South Dakota? Sure. Um, before um, the quarantine, I was in a play at the Sioux Empire Community Theater, which is in downtown Sioux Falls at the Orpheum. I did a show called Lend Me a Tenor. It was a farce. It was really, okay. really fun. And then for the past year, I was involved in Steel Magnolias. <gasps> I I played the role of Malin, and we traveled with that show. So I was pretty busy a good chunk of the year with that show no way i love steel magnolias are you yep. kidding me <laughs> travis is like what's that do you even know what that is travis that one i do not know probably not <laughs> i guess it's kind of a chick flick but still is this still like the diddle machine <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> but I need to be in a play at least once or twice a year, uh, you know, to get my fix. Otherwise, I go stir crazy. Do you ever have students who don't, like in the elementary school, I used to love to do plays and different things just to get kids exposed. But middle school's kind of that their, their bodies are changing, they're finding their personalities, they're looking at what others are doing. Do you ever find that to be a hindrance at all, like with kids um, who don't want to participate? At the beginning of the year, yes. Before they know me, before they know my personality, before they realize I'm extremely sarcastic. Um, <laughs> at, the beginning, yeah, at the beginning of the year, when we're starting to learn each other, yes, it's a little bit of a struggle. But then as the year progresses, when we get to know each other very well, we know each other's personalities. I know who, um, I just, I know which students would, will go the distance and which ones won't. And I'm just kind of, you know, it's a, it's a fine line. You don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or anything, but sure. um, for me, 
I acknowledge everybody in my room. They're, they, they are involved in one aspect or another. If they want to be in the front of the classroom, you know, doing the lines and putting on the skit, absolutely. Some um, simulations, I have some people just kind of being in the background and they're just kind of looking on. But then that's also an important role too, is they take on the background kind of scenery kind of things too. Sure. So, mm -hmm. And somebody plays the rock and somebody plays the tree. And they all do it well. <laughs> There's no small roles. <laughs> no. So I think, Tamara, for our listeners, we've, we've, had, we've had early educators, we've had veteran educators. Maybe just for our listeners, from your perspective, what is, what's been the biggest shift in education in the 20 years that you've been um, really in the career and in the profession? Um, yeah, it's, it's day and night. <laughs> um, I've been in Harrisburg for 20 years and we were just one building and I had six different preps my first year. I pretty much was the social studies department my first year. Wow. And, um, I was given a textbook and that's all I was given. I, I had no supplemental materials. I mean, the internet really even wasn't a thing when I first started teaching. So I had to literally reinvent the wheel and just come up with all of these different materials and activities and everything. And so obviously as, as the years progress, I, I get a little more confident. I know a little more about what I'm doing. I'm more comfortable with my content and everything. So it, it gets a lot, it gets a lot better. And now we're at, I don't know how many buildings now, 11, we're almost at 12 buildings now. And, and I've seen so many changes in our district and, and now I'm just teaching one content and I can do it really, really well. And I can just concentrate all of my energy on that. Do you yeah. like that? Or do you prefer the other? Because I always think in elementary, I have all these different subjects, all these different things. And then middle school and high school, you have one thing and you teach it over and over and over. Yeah. And I've never, I mean, I just am curious, did you, do you like that? Or did you like having more variety, I guess? Um, my first two years of teaching when I, when I taught six different preps, I didn't realize how miserable I was <laughs> until after I taught one prep. Um, I, I prefer one prep. I can concentrate all of my energy on it. And I love it. I mean, I love American history. I can't imagine teaching. Oh. I can't imagine teaching anything else. Um, I, teach, I teach the same thing five times a day. And so I admit at the end of the day, when I've, now I'm teaching it for the fifth time, I'm thinking, okay, did, did I already say this to you guys? <laughs> you know, so I, that, that does happen. But by, by my fifth class, I have it down. I know what I'm doing. And so my afternoon kids are pretty good. My morning kids are my guinea pig kids. <laughs> sure, sure. Right, right. I totally get that. The technology and everything. <laughs> well, and that's where you can do those outside of the box and creative, engaging lessons mm -hmm. because you can focus all your time you know, in that one particular area. So I want to come sit in on her class, Travis, do you? Yes. And actually, I've gotten to sit in on a, on a class of hers, uh, I think two years ago. I was oh, able fun. to be a part of her classroom. So yeah, I, she's, what, what, the energy and the excitement we're hearing through the podcast is, is amplified in her classroom. I mean, she, she has that same energy and excitement for her kids. So now that, let's maybe transition. So now that we've gone to this distance learning piece, where do, how does engagement work in this environment or what, you know, we're only three weeks in, so I know it's still very new for a lot of us. Um, 
what, what, what strategies have you used or trying to use or kind of playing around with to, to still engage with American history, but also with your, with your learners? Sure, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'm going to admit, I am an old school teacher. I, I still love the storytelling and I still like doing the simulations. And so this online learning is, is, is different for me. It, it, really, it really truly is. And so it's been, um, it's been a challenge for me because I, I kind of want to keep up that same engagement and, and not bore the students because I am so disappointed that they are going to miss out on one of my favorite units of the year. Right. I mean, I'm not going to be there in person to teach them about the Civil War. So sure. I need to find engaging activities. And so what I have been doing is I've, I, I did my first live Zoom class last week. Okay. And, and I offered several different sessions because I know not everybody, I have 120 students, so I know not everybody's going to be able to attend the same session. So I've offered it several times, different times in the day. And we just started off just playing a really fun review game online. And I was pleasantly surprised that I got 98 participants. That, wow, that's great. Yeah, that, I know, that was great attendance. And so my goal is to do at least one live class a week with them. Um, my administrator, Mr. Fessler, told me that he has received a lot of um, positive emails about my live classes. Oh, so even, yeah, even the parents are appreciating that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to get them involved, you know, somehow online. Um, I've just been finding different like scavenger hunts that involved, you know, QR codes and there was this really one fun activity that I want to do with my students in a couple of weeks where they create they create like a storyboard like an animated storyboard over the Civil War so I'm trying to find different fun activities that I can do with them online versus just you know reading this thing and answering some questions, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. If you would hate and they would hate. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. again, if I don't find it interesting, I know that they won't either. Right. Yeah. You could have them either pick one side or the other and show up in that color and you can have your own little, you know, yeah. debate yeah. back and forth or something for the day. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. I'm, it's so, it is nice to hear. I'm so grateful when parents reach out and, and send those kinds of, you know, this is great. It reassures you. It makes everybody feel better about what's going on when everything is so uncertain right now. So, I agree. Oh, I love this. I did not. You were just delightful. I'm so excited I get to meet. I've never, Travis. <laughs> I've been in the district, but you know we have such a big district we don't see people. Right. And I am just, I am loving this person. Uh -oh. You are fabulous. So <laughs> nice. That's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> so I think I think you touch on something that some of our listeners will connect with. You refer to yourself maybe as an old school teacher or like there, there's, there's strategies you still like to use that maybe don't involve technology, but now you're pushed into this world of how am I going to still create those type of environments? Yeah. So like, how have you taken those risks? Because th I'm thinking of teachers even, you know, 30, 40 years into this, and maybe they're on their cusp of retirement this year, and this is their retirement year, and they're not going to end the school year, and now they're trying to figure out how to do this distance learning thing. Where have you found comfort or support to, to make those type of adjustments in your teaching? Um, I belong to a social studies teacher support group. Believe it or not, there yes. is one out there. I love your PLCs <laughs> out there for sure. Um, and we meet once a week and I meet with teachers that teach the same subject as I do from all across the state. 
And so it's, it's comforting to know that we're all facing the same challenges and we can um, share resources, things that have worked for us, things that have not worked for us. And so it's comforting to know that we are absolutely not alone. Right. Um, and so that's, that's been great for me. That's been really, really helpful for me. Plus, I, it, I, just, I just need to, we all just need to understand that our students are coming from different backgrounds. They have different family situations. Some parents are home during the day. Some parents aren't home. Some parents can help with the homework. Some parents can't help with the homework. And so yep. we just, it's a learning curve for basically everybody. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm taking it day by day. Um, I've heard that some teachers have just, they're, they're just, they're breaking down, they're stressed, they're full of anxiety, and we just need to be supportive of them and help them out through this. Mm-hmm. With me, what I'm doing is I'm just honestly just taking it one lesson, one day at a time, and I'm not putting too much stress on myself. If, if something works out, great. And right. if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. Right. For me personally, I was having internet issues here at my house. It was pretty unstable. And so I was really afraid that when I did my first live Zoom class, that my internet would just go off and then <laughs> I had 40 students without me there, you know? Right. But I, you know, but knowing them and knowing me, we were all just, we'd just laugh about it anyways. And I just get back into class as soon as I possibly could. So yeah. again, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sweat the small stuff. This is just a learning curve. We're, you know, we're in it. We're going to do it. We're going to get through it. And hopefully we'll be able to see each other again in August. Right. I've yeah. seen so many teachers coming out, Travis, as far as like other shell, like they're doing music, they're dressing up things that they normally wouldn't do. A friend of Travis and I, we actually had on our podcast, Patty Beekler. She's been teaching for 41 years. She, the other day came out, it was almost like Mr. Rogers. She came in her living room and she <laughs> sat down and she read a book yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like Mr. Yeah, it was so fun. She but, still had a Christmas tree up. Yeah, she had a Christmas tree up saying every day is a holiday, which yeah. I love. Yeah. And I'm thinking about you, Tamara, like you totally could be dressing up and doing your thing, whatever you want to do, because why not? Believe me, me, I have. (laughs) Awesome. There you go. There you go. Every, um, every week I've been singing happy birthday to my students. That's that's something that I do in my classroom anyway. Anytime a student has a, has a birthday, I sing to them and I have like a box full of like props and hats and costumes and the students would wear it on their birthdays. And then I had a whole box of different colored pencils and they get to choose a pencil for their birthday. And what I do, I, I throw it at them. Oh. And so when I see students, you know, in the stores, students that I've had in the past, they come up to me and they're like, hey, Miss Huffman, how you doing? And the first thing they ask me is, do you still throw pencils at students on their birthdays? <laughs> so those are the things that they remember. They don't oh, remember. Sure. They don't remember the American Revolution or who won which battle, but they remember me throwing a pencil at them on their birthday. Yeah. And yep. so for these students that I don't see now, I still want to recognize them. So I create little videos and I'm wearing the funny hat and I'm singing happy birthday to them. And I can't tell you how many emails I have gotten saying, Miss Huffman, thank you for singing to me. Aww. So they, they appreciate that. Travis, she's like my soul sister. I'm thinking about all my costumes and all my stuff. Like, seriously, we are going to connect, Tamara, after all of this because I love you. It's fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) No, this was great for our listeners to hear this. I think hearing that 
no matter what we're doing, it's okay. We're all in this together. Yes. Everybody's helping everybody. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be okay. And we just have to keep being positive and keep doing what you're doing, connecting with your students. And even though you may think it's silly, like you said, that's what the kids remember. That's what they love. And that's, and that's what they need right now too. A little normalcy, a little normal in their life, a little crazy Miss Hoffman singing their birthdays, you know? So yeah. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, I appreciate it. This was fun. Oh, but wait, before she goes, she has to give her shout out, Travis. Oh, yes. This is the most important part of the show. Okay. So I get to shout out to whomever I want. To all of our listeners, what's something you want everybody, like what would be your shout out to our listeners? Oh, okay. Well, basically my shout out is, um, I'm saddened that the school year is ending the way that it is. But we're all in it together. We're all going to persevere. We're all going to get through this. I just want everyone to remain happy and healthy and safe. And hopefully we will all see each other in August. And until next time. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Be part of the community. Be part of the solution. And until then, teach out loud.